0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is, wherever you are. Oh, we've got a new dog bag. It's not my dog. Um, for a, a change. Dog. Yeah. Um, so, episode number one, we had a dog. Episode number four, we had a dog. Episode number 11, we have a dog. I hope it calms down in a minute.
1: Um, that's enough about my guest for today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have got one. Um, so, um, welcome to the Help Sheffield podcast. This is episode number 11. And I'll stop moving with the mats so that's obviously going to pick up on the speaker. And today we have uh, Mr CK Golding joining me in the Union Pub. It's our traditional recording point. And um, how are you, CK? It's pleasant here, isn't it? The pub? Yeah. It's all right. It's like a pop pub.
1: Yeah. I'm all right with it. <laughs> it's nice. It's, 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 it's comforting.
0: And is that making you feel happy, is it? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and CK, tell us about who you are and what you, where you're from and what you do, not only one go. I'll
1: try and interject in the useful parts. Sure, I'm CK and I guess my life spans two pockets. So from a, from a professional client-serving point of view, I'm a PR and content specialist, so in very basic terms, that's elevating the profile of entrepreneurs, artists, businesses across the media. So that's in radio, TV, newspapers, etc. That's what I do professionally. But more visibly, from a content creator, writer and filmmaker point of view, I produce, write and deliver outlandish challenges. <laughs> These are my personal projects, which are the reason why I, I myself have been featured in, in many different places. But I just love exploring. Two things fascinate me. Human whichever. nature and okay. psychology. And I love creating challenges and projects around the two of those and exploring my interactions with people that I've never met. Okay, why, why is it the importance about people you've never met? I, I guess that was, an accident, that was accidental. It okay. was never intended and it was based off the 2015 challenge, which is the biggest arguably, the, I mean, it's without question, the longest running challenge I've ever done. And that's when I survived in London for six months on hundred pounds, that was in 2015. I remember that, I liked that. I can't remember if we've... Dis- oh, we have discussed that, of we course have we have, of course we've discussed yeah. yeah, thank you, I often forget. And yeah, you were super... I don't know, you, you, you've always been very complimentary of that challenge.
0: <laughs> I liked it. For those of the people who haven't seen your challenge, give us a summary of what that involved, how you did it basically.
1: Sure, in 2015 I I had an idea and it subsequently became 100 Musicians, so at the time I was living in Sheffield and I felt very claustrophobic and I thought I want to go and have a big adventure. And I thought okay, I'm going to leave Sheffield with £100, a bag of clothes and my camera because I'm a professional photographer as well, I'm going to head down to London with just £100 bag across my camera, and I'm going to find 100 unsigned, independent singer-songwriters and/ or bands, okay. and I'm going to photograph them for their official promotional artwork, CD covers, posters etc the hook was they could pay me whatever they wanted for the shoot so there was no minimum or maximum ticket price if they only had a fiver they gave me a fiver and and so i was living off their voluntary contributions and my initial seed money of 100 quid and the challenge was to get from zero artists to 100 artists before my money ran out living off the contributions and people's goodwill and people's sofas and cheap Tesco bread (laughs) before closing time when they reduce it to get rid. That was my life for six months. As a man who has known CK for
0: a short, well, I don't know, maybe four or five years I've probably known you. Um, I can vouch for the fact that he likes his food so probably living on Tesco cheap sandwiches probably wasn't ideal for you, was it?
1: (laughs) It it, it, it wasn't ideal from a weight point of view because I certainly lost weight but from from a... I don't know. It's difficult to. It's difficult to explain. Like it's one of them situations where, at the time, the the lows were low, okay. but looking back on it, it was just such an experience, and it was such a wonderful time, and. Without without the support of people watching it that weren't immediately involved, I wasn't interacting with them, engaging with them during the challenge, just supporting me or saying, "CK, this is great." Here's a Fiverr for your PayPal. You you (laughs) even helped me with that through Help Sheffield. I I I remember. I remember that it's all coming back to me now. Help Sheffield was (laughs) instrumental. I think it was via Help Sheffield that I first had the. So for the for the benefit of your listeners, it was never meant to be a challenge where I was financially supported via just people watching it online it was always meant to be the people that were paying for the shoot okay. but things got so tough that people realized it and were watching it and they went ck like can we help you can we put some money in your paypal and i felt there was i had like a real i had a real inner dialogue as to is this undermining the challenge like if outside people that aren't getting a photo shoot are contributing and help sheffield was the first first resource that was assisting that
0: Help our friend is in London is a bit a bit panicky when he wakes up in the morning
1: and not know where he's living for the next 24 Correct. hours. And via Help Sheffield, I think i got two separate people donating about a tenner each. And that, to people listening, probably sounds like nothing, but that is literally night in a hostel. Because for context, I was living in hostels for like 97% of the time. The rest of it was people's goodwill, people's sofas. So I was living in hostels, and the average hostel in London and on evenings like between... Eight to twelve quid.
0: So even though you were far away, did your Sheffield connections help apart from obviously blowing my own trumpet? But like, did you find people going, "Oh, I know someone in London. Go and find this
1: person." That's a good. No, I don't. No, I don't think that happened. Oh, I don't think that I'm happened at all. That then. <laughs> No, no, and it's all coming back to me now because it's five years ago. But I, I genuinely remember sitting in a Camden bar when you kind of said, "I remember exactly which bar it was." And I remember sitting it when you kind of connected me with someone who said, CK, there you go, she wants to send you a tenner And it was a real it was a real so in the end I decided, you know what? I am going to (laughs) As a writer and a creator, I want people to feel part of anything I'm doing, so I felt like if I say no, it's like oh, I really wanted to kind of help and be part of this. Well, I think people, is something i find finding the Help chef, I think people like helping, I think
0: it's good for your mental health as much as anything, just like, this bloke looks like he's having a struggle, I'll help him out, and I feel better about myself and I've done a job. So I think to refuse would have probably put both of you about I and mean, you would have been sleeping on a bench and um, whoever the woman was in Sheffield, might have been you, I can't remember it was myself, um, might have been really put out and gone, oh, doesn't
1: want my money. Can I just say the most, thing the most potent thing that's going to be said you are during this podcast, you've just said it, and I can't stress enough how right you are. From a mental health point of view, helping other humans is the most... The beneficial thing you can ever do, it's, um, it's remarkable. Yeah, inclined to agree. For no reason as well, just doing it, it's quite, it's quite stunning. For anybody who's jumped into these
0: podcasts on episode 11 that we are, I believe episode 3 was an episode where I tried to um, point out the mental health help available in Sheffield on Twitter and various different corners of the city. So if you want to have a listen to that, if that is something that you feel is not um, being supported or whatever, dog's back, um, then please give episode 3, I think it is, a listen. So, the one question that comes to mind, which just came to my mind, was
1: what was the most you went for a photo shoot while doing your challenge? <laughs> I'll never get bored of answering this question, because I'll name check her all day long, because I'll never forget. So before I answer your question, I'm going to give you the backstory. So I did a photo shoot with this artist yep. who forevermore has been known purely by her number. She's been known as number 75 forevermore. <laughs> so funny. Um, she's been known as number 75 for a number of reasons. And I'll come back to the reasons in a bit. Um, in fact, I'll give you the reason now. Like everybody, everyone watching the challenge just fancied her. So, like, oh right, I'm going to remember her. She's somebody. <laughs> so everyone remembered her. But the reason I remember has nothing to do with her. what a beautiful human she's. To look, she's just a beautiful human in her heart and spirit as well. And I remember the photo shoot. We did the shoot. We were sitting in a pizza place. She bought me my lunch and, my, and a milkshake. She'd picked the photos that she wanted, and then she said, it, "It came to that awkward moment, and this is something that people probably underestimate. Like, yeah. I didn't go into the shoot knowing how much they were going to give me. It was okay. never, it was never disclosed until we've done everything and we're about to part company. Yeah. So that was always awkward, and obviously I wasn't going to say right, listen." <laughs> <know? laughs> correct. <laughs> <Jody sheets and laughs> what <happens>. you got? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the best if every single mm. one of the hundreds... Right, what you got? <laughs> People are tuning in just for that bit. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> so yeah, so um, it came to that bit in I can even quote a word for word. She went, see, came, by the way, for context, it was about two weeks before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Cold, dark. Snow, London. She says, ZK, um, money can't buy happiness, but it can buy you a damn nice winter coat. There you go. She gave me a bundle of notes, which felt fatter than usual. <laughs> up, up until then, the average was like 50. Okay. But, you know, yeah, that was the average. And so, but, so then I didn't count it in front of myself. Oh, thank you. Then she left. And counted it as 120 quid. Now, again, this might sound very negligible to humans, but mm-hmm. put into context, 120 quid is pretty much two weeks of accommodation, if you look at it at 10 quid a night. Yep. Um, my jeans were in shreds So at least I could go and buy something from Primark Which is where I lived <laughs> The entire challenge Officially lived aren't you? <laughs> There was nothing official about it I God knows how many shoes I went through as well Because obviously The underground in London is quite expensive So I was walking everywhere But I didn't resent that Actually, That was actually part of the joy of the entire challenge just Walking at night through London is quite a beautiful thing And I just kind of fell in love with it So I was walking everywhere
0: Um can I just so. say I was walking through nether edge of the other day I saw a badger <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay nice. First a live badger But I just thought
1: I had to get it out though. Okay that's interesting um, <laughs> Sorry Well I say interesting <laughs> 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 Never seen one. Um yeah, so so that was the most, 120 quid. And so that was number seventy-five, who her real name's Clara Bond, that's not on her birth certificate. Clara Bond. Um seventy-five in on a birth certificate. She's sure, a musician,
0: buddy. she's still producing music. She is indeed.
1: Stuff. She's can I just say for the record, if anybody wishes to jump onto YouTube right now and I'm going to sell this. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to sell this on, on, on a gratuitous level, but there's a reason. So if you want to go and see if Seventy Five deserved the adulation she got, then go and watch her YouTube. Go and watch YouTube. But I want you to go into YouTube just to support her new release, which is just, for me the best thing she's ever released. It's called um, Pink Wine. Pink Wine by Clara Bond. C L A R A Bond. Pink Wine. YouTube. Go check it out.
0: Is your actual 100 musicians still on YouTube? Now there, we've talked about it, people should go and watch. There is, it. there
1: is, there is a mini, there is a mini doc that doc. Yes, and if you type in "100 musicians the story" on yep. YouTube, then there's a, I think it's like 14 minute short doc. Okay. Mm.
0: So since you've so you spent six months in London, you've now been back in the big smoke for um, the last. Back in the big smokes in Sheffield. Yeah. Oh, okay. The importance. The, the real no, big the smoke. Size. <laughs> it's all about size. Again, you know that. Um, so, since you've been back, what other projects? You've got a new project. Do you want to tell us about that now? I don't mind. Okay, tell us about that. I watched the first episode? It's called The Bench, I believe. First question, where is The Bench? I couldn't work it out.
1: Could you not? No. <laughs> That's interesting, because there's the, there's the opening sequence, the panning shot, and someone said everyone will know it based on that, but clearly not.
0: <laughs> clearly not. I don't know Sheffield that well. I just tweet about it. Well, it's not um, a
1: secret. The Bench is... Just outside Crooks Valley Park. I don't know if you know Crooks Crooks Valley Park. It's near the, near the town. University of Sheffield. Fair enough.
0: Um, no, it doesn't ring the bells. So, the project was, you sit on the bench.
1: It's the soft. bench. So, I referenced earlier on that... Human behaviour, psychology, and interacting with people—I don't know—fascinates me. So, just to give, again, between 100 musicians and now, there's been five years and several projects. But you've decided to jump to present well, day, which t- is fine. They're
0: the 12, inter- which is fine. Maybe no, The hmm. one in the middle. But
1: carry on. There was one in the middle, but the bench is my first ever series, actually, and it's a seven-part series, which <laughs> is the first thing I've ever written that involves me interacting with people at night, and I, find that really, I, find that, I found that really, I found that really, the minute I had, I, yeah, the thing is, I don't know if you saw that video, I don't know if you saw that interaction I recently had on YouTube with two homeless guys outside Tesco on my street, where I bought them brand flakes. I do not. I you don't you think. would if I'd, I mean, just to, just to mention of brown flakes, you'd be like, yeah, I've said a brown flakes thing. Was that their choice or yours? No, I was just walking along West Street and um, a homeless guy said, Excuse me, mate, can you buy me some breakfast? Which in itself was quite unique. So mm-hmm. that piqued my interest straight away. And an interest me- Meal
0: specific. Correct.
1: Yes correct not even the specifics of the the, just the fact he requested a meal rather than change was quite unique so I actually initially said I'm afraid I can't but then I started walking away and I thought actually I can so I got out my phone and I did and I said this guy just asked me for this couldn't go and find out why, so I go, I went and asked him why specifically, I asked for breakfast and when I haven't had anything to eat, so then I went and bought him something to eat blah blah blah, blah. That video went Fan up, flakes. that video, yes correct. Just
0: get him milk in a bowl? Or it just surprisingly, just, no it was actually just
1: the box, but surprisingly when I came out with the box and gave it to him, another woman came behind me about a minute later and gave him something as well, so he's obviously been fortunate enough to have a couple of people supporting him, which was nice. But anyway, that, <laughs> later that evening, later that evening, no actually I think it was about three or four days later, that video got a lot of response from people who really kind of felt something about it which I didn't expect, I thought it was quite disposable but anyway, as I was walking about, walking at night I go for walks sometimes I was reflecting on people's response to that video and it just completely out of the blue hit me wow, like how come everything you do of your videos and, and your interactions with people you don't know are always in the daytime what if you did something at night? and I found that really a compelling question because... I don't know if you'll agree, but maybe the stakes are higher when it comes to talking to someone at night.
0: I would have always thought that people would be less trusting of you at night and think, ooh, what motives are going on here? Why is this man talking to me as I'm wandering down the street? Um but that doesn't appear to have been the case if you've made seven
1: episodes out of it, so... Yeah, and and, and again, I mean, the, the Bench is the first... It, it, there's so many different reasons. It's the first ever series I've ever done. It's the first thing I've done at night, but it's the first thing I've ever done where the idea came to me and I filmed it immediately. Like, normally I'll ruminate over stuff forever and I'll okay. think about it and I'll, you know, chew it over, I'll refine it, blah, blah, blah. But this one, the idea came to me, uh, I think it was about... 10pm, the idea came to me, then I started recording it like 5 past 10, So I didn't muck about, I just sat down and I thought, right, I'm going to sit on this bench, and I'm going to ask passing people a question, and I'm, and I'm going to see whether they're willing to A, answer it, and B, join me on the bench to talk it out,
0: and so I did it. if you've got seven episodes out of it, I'm seven assuming the
1: episodes. answer is yes. Well, the answer is, the answer is both. And that's what I love about the series because so this is something I say all the time. Like I love balance, and I and I, I have no interest in producing a series where every single person I engage with reciprocates and is open to it and comes and sits down okay. because that gets like from. I always look at things from a viewer's point of view, and I know from a viewer's point of view they want me to be told to get stuff. Right? Do you know oh, yeah. what I mean? It's just Can be quite funny. Correct. <laughs> it, correct. It's it's funny. It's more. It's likely. More, like, correct, <laughs> correct. It's more likely. But obviously I can't engineer or manufacture what people say. I can only hope that at least there's balance in there. So there is balance and there were people who thought it was odd mm. or there were people who had to get off somewhere else so couldn't stop but didn't say it was weird, said I'd love to but I can't, I've got to go on. Yes. It, was, it was everything. And But obviously the fact that there are seven series is there were people who were willing to stop and engage and the topics and... Information that people shared with me ranged from trivial to very deeply personal things. It was quite remarkable. I mean, someone someone posted a comment on my... By the way, this was released, as we're recording this, the series was released last night. Okay, yep. Officially. And already people have watched all seven episodes, which I didn't necessarily anticipate because this is, of everything I've ever produced, this is the most challenging request of viewers because like each episode's about 10 to 15 minutes and it okay. involves me sitting on a bench waiting for something to happen in the, so, dark. <laughs> in the dark so i was acutely aware of what i'd ask it was of a viewer but i didn't really know if anybody was gonna in inverted commas binge watch it right
0: do you when you Still put your product
1: out are on, are YouTube on youtube through my youtube channel yeah okay to my youtube channel ck golding um Yeah, and someone commented today saying episode four, which is probably the most personal revelation that someone shared with me. It was one guy told me something personal about his mum who's experiencing health difficulties. And someone um, commented today saying, I had to stop watching after episode four because today marks one year since my mum passed of the same thing that guy who spoke to in episode four's mum is experiencing. So I had to just take a step back and just reflect and just kind of reset. When you, when you can't expect that kind of response from something that's just a crazy idea you have at night so.
0: but that's what you open yourself up to I suppose that's sort of it's not what you want but the fact I wonder if that fella was it a man? Say was a man? the
1: man that spoke to on the yeah. episode it was a man
0: yeah um, whether we found some solace in telling him about it I suppose so even though it wasn't helping possibly the viewer it might have helped the person who was doing the talking I don't know it's a lot of helping getting your words out there,
1: especially for a complete stranger. It's really interesting, that, and I wonder... (laughs) You're right. You're right. And I wonder how cathartic if you like my least favorite word in the world but i wonder i wonder how cathartic it was for him because i know for me it kind was the moist um i'm all right with moist because i don't i don't attach moist to anything sexual you say to me moist i think of lemon drizzle cake so you can be you can talk to me about moisture all day all day long mate just be quiet we're in a public place
0: People don't get excited about drizzle cakes.
1: Uh, people don't. Bread. Oh,
0: you might. I, yeah, I, yeah. I've I, I, very I much just eat to survive.
1: You don't eat for pleasure. Not
0: really, no. That's
1: really odd. So, I do you actually get pleasure from eating, or is it just the functional thing you have to do? I would,
0: I would, if I could save time, I'd pop a pill and carry on.
1: <laughs> pop a pill and carry on. So, so do you
0: not buy? So, do you not have like favorite foods then? Um, not really. Really? Yeah, I, I sometimes think I have and I eat something, and go, that was underwhelming, again. You sometimes what? Eat things that I think are my favourite foods and I eat them and go, that was underwhelming, again. <laughs> I just get disappointed so over what? and over again.
1: So if I said to you, what, what's your favourite dish, nothing springs to mind? Nothing. At all? It's all just stuff that has to be consumed for... My mum's
0: meat and potato pie, but I've probably not had it for 20 years. Might have to um, tap her up and get it organised. <laughs> <laughs> you tap up your mum. <laughs> that sounds weird. Um so back to your bench. So that was launched. Have you got a so I watched the first episode, it was interesting. Did you start all your episodes with what's been your favourite point of the week? Highlight
1: of the week. Great question, because you're talking there about the topic that I explored in question one. So I asked people, asked everybody that passed me in episode one, what has been your highlight of the week. And because I hadn't refined the idea, I just literally did it as I thought it. I thought that'd be okay, every every episode I'll do this. I'll ask people the same question, what's been your highlight of the week? I soon realised that was shit.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I soon realised I had no interest in A watching and B making that show. Okay. So I knew very quickly that that wasn't sustainable from a viewer's interest point of view. There had to be a different question, albeit there had to be some commonalities because I mm-hmm. know how content works. And you, like In the same reason Coronation Street works because people get familiar with the environment, the cobbles, the queen, the queen thing. Different yeah. place. was <laughs> <laughs> return. Said, yep. People love familiarity within like a, a series, so I knew it was always going to have to be the same bench rather than moving every single episode. Okay. So I, want, I wanted consistency and familiarity, but I wanted the one difference to be the question I was asking. So the questions... The correct. So the questions changed every night. So for example, in, question, in, in episode two, which is one of my favourites was, um, do you believe in fate? But it wasn't... There weren't random questions. They all had something that... They were all connected to something I would experienced that day or that week. Okay. And, um, and the reason I went for do you believe in fate for episode two, in the interest of full disclosure, is because I left my house to film episode two without a foggy clue, a foggy clue that foggy was, clue. a foggy clue what I was going to talk about, but I just said to myself, because I'm a massive overthinker, I don't know if you are. Um, yes. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and like, it's very unlike me to leave and think, okay, I'm going to film an episode without knowing what I'm going to do, but I thought, I can sit here and agonise over this all day long, but just put on your shoes, put on your jacket, leave the house, and as you walk into the bench, you'll figure something out. So that was me in this weird kind of way, believing in the universe, believing in the fate, believing the system will just give me something. So as I was, as I was reflecting on that whole thought of just put your clothes on, leave, that was me saying you believe in fate. So I just asked people if they do. And a couple joined me who shared a really interesting story of why they believe fate brought them together. Um, so they're, they're one of not my two favourites. I'm not going to. I'm trying to talk around <laughs> the edges. I'm trying to talk around the edges of episode two. So...
0: Um, I'm just trying to bring this back into a Sheffield sort of sense. So you said you were. It was oh, from the Sheffield, so fine. Okay, yeah, so that. I didn't mean that bit, I meant sort of you and your general <laughs> thing and the stuff that you do and.
1: Um, what you think
0: about the things that are going on in Sheffield in the creative world and all this kind of thing. I know you're quite a solo worker, right? I know you work for people, but you don't really. You would be a collaborator with others in your endeavors so I, just the, a, I just like the a collaboration idea of people getting together yeah. to a, a podcast or getting in touch with you and doing all that kind of thing I
1: mean, that sounds like fun can I do that that's always been my undoing I think I, I, I'm, I'm acutely aware that I haven't explored enough collaborations it, I mean even if you look at it from a purely cynical point of view oh I will
0: yes even <laughs> if you look at it
1: from a purely cynical point of view is in like you connect with someone that has a different audience to yours, you get exposed to a different audience. If you look at it from a purely cynical point of view,
0: and why I haven't got CK on my podcast <laughs> <laughs> Um, although, it did, although it did invite himself to be honest, which I'm quite enjoying. So if anybody yeah, does yeah. want to invite themselves to come and talk to me, especially if it's in a pub,
1: I'm all for it. It's the way. It's the way. It's the, it's the way it has to be done. Put, your, put yourself into someone else's um, eye line. So yeah, you know, I, I've definitely not I've definitely not done enough collaborations over the years. Um, so that's a cynical point of view, but just from an enriching point of view and kind of learning different ways, different processes, different ways of creating. It it'd definitely benefited me from that point of view as well.
0: So, as a content creator, um, CK is now sat in a pub with me um, with a phone on a table while people eat and drink around us. So, um, we've gone for a full professional outlook. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. Have you ever um, eaten here
1: before, by the way?
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to say, what's it like, but you ever like, it's just food. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm celiac, so I had to make them make f- special food for me because there's nothing on that menu that's changed for about 30 years. We've not so had I had, to- I had um, an omelette and rice. What kind of omelette? Mm-hmm. Um, an egg omelette. I, I think it had mushrooms in. Mushrooms and bacon, possibly. Okay. okay.
1: We've now got to the. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, explain. Explain. I'm sh- you're probably sick of it, but explain. Explain what celiac is again. Um, I'm allergic to gluten. I've got an
0: autoimmunodeficiency, which means that my body reacts to gluten in ways that it shouldn't. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So it's- Sheffield is getting better for gluten-free
0: stuff. It's taking its time, but um, it's getting there.
1: Okay, that's interesting. You're still recording, you know that, don't you? I do, oh, I do, okay. yeah. This yeah. is just
0: a, like a, a meander off into the... Yeah,
1: um, no, uh, to be fair, I'm... I'm, the, 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 I'm still horrified by the fact that there are humans walking this earth that don't find food an enjoyable <laughs> Find it a functional activity. It troubles me deeply. <laughs> Podcast that came to start about um, CK's
0: content has now turned into a food chat.
1: Um, but, that's how I'll that, but that is a series, though. If you think that, that is a series, because if there's one thing I think I've, I've got, I've, re, I've refined the art of kind of figuring out something that's going to connect with an audience. And I'm just a dude who just thinks food is food, and you just have to impress him. You just have to take him to like the to the most Michelin's to the most awarded places and say, "What do you think of that?" <laughs>
0: I went to, I've went. i been to Rafter's which is probably Sheffield's finest or certainly up there with one of the finest restaurants in Sheffield and I thought it was alright <laughs> I've not heard of it I mean that's no indictment but it's it's, 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 it's 11, it's, it's, it's 11 hanging, got, hanging Water Road I think it is or somewhere near there uh-huh. um, that's probably up there with Sheffield's best restaurants and you were like yeah, yeah. can you share I, with us what you had uh, I have no idea. I had a seven-course tasting menu. What I did have was a much lighter wallet when I left, which I'm sure... To the tune of how much? Uh, um, 150 quid. For two humans? Two humans, seven-course tasting menu on a Saturday dinner time with the other people in the restaurant. What does seven-course taster menu mean? Um, they give you seven little bits of stuff and you eat them and then they bring you some more little bits of stuff. But they do that seven times? Yeah, I think it was seven. Mm. And then the idea being that they would... If you liked one, next time you go, you just have the mm. full
1: and example was, of this. Was it... it I'm, really, I'm really scared, because I don't like tapas, because they're just pathetic portions. So was it similar?
0: Um, yeah, because you, but you had seven of them, so it sort of worked its way into a meal eventually. <laughs> <laughs> After the first one, you were like, this is going to be underwhelming, but in terms of quantity of food, uh, which when you don't enjoy food, and just need to
1: eat to live, then you need more food. Was, was your dining partner... Equally underwhelmed. No, she liked it. She liked it. I, I suspected you were going to say that. Cause I think fundamentally, I think ultimately, you're just a bit of a philistine when it comes to food. Um, if that's the way you want to see it, possibly. Um, I don't worry about this or that. That's but I do. But I, 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 I. No, nor should it be. By the way, but I do think it. I genuinely think it'd be a great series. Just like, can can you be wowed? <laughs> can you be wowed by the most exotic, experienced adept? Chefs on the planet—they just bring you food that just yep. blows everybody's socks off, and it's just you there with your white Holy T-shirt. <laughs> Can he be? <laughs> yeah, awesome. And you're like, uh, just give me some bread, white T-shirt with wow me on it. <laughs>
0: Just give me some bread. Okay, so uh, in the spirit of um, Help Sheffield Help podcast, we're um, probably drawing to a close on the half an hour mark. So we've done the um, past... Oh, they're typically half an hour then? Somewhere around. Okay. That. So we've done the past, the sort of middle, and then the future, it would appear, of Seeker's um, yeah. broadcasting plans. Um, any final words, Seeker, before we run over into the next millennia? Because I know we'll just keep talking and probably have another drink, so... Um... It's not Anything you'd like to close with? Oh, tell people where the bench is on YouTube and the wonderful musicians on YouTube. And- All seven
1: episodes of The Bench are on YouTube, yeah, including some bonus features. And if you search for my name on any social platform of your preference, you'll find me there with a link to the series. So it's CK, like Calvin Klein is my first name, CK. And the surname is Golding, G O L D, double for November, G for golf, Golding. And yeah, you'll find it there.
0: Thank you very much. Um, it's been a pleasure as always. And um, um, if anybody um, wants to be on the podcast, anybody got any ideas for future podcasts, any feedback, give us a shout. And um, we're just going to keep kicking these out until you tell us to stop. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Cheers. TK. Bye.